0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission,
1: check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome,
2: welcome to, to Adventures, Adventures in Collecting, Collecting, where we talk toy news,
3: culture, and halls, along with our journeys as collectors. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Adventures in Collecting. Uh, what you're about to hear is a roundtable discussion with Jing and Chris from Hasbro's Star Wars team. Uh, we had a great conversation about uh, some of the recent updates to the line. Um, you're going to hear some voices from some other uh, great Star Wars and toy blogs. Uh, with that, I'm just going to pass it over to Jing and Chris
4: and uh, enjoy. My name is Jing. I'm the brand manager on Star Wars, um, and of course, I have with me Chris. I'm sure everyone knows Chris. You want to introduce yourself? Quickly? Hey, everybody!
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm Chris. I'm design manager on the fan side of Star Wars here at Hasbro.
4: Yeah um so thank you for joining us we love having sessions like this just to be able to talk to you about some of the recent reveals so i appreciate the time morning day night whatever it is um that we are speaking to so um i know there's a lot of questions and a lot of people so we'll go, we'll dive right in and try to get through as many of them as possible we'll start today with eric ventures and collecting
3: hey guys uh so yeah uh let's let's hop right in um so bad batch season two is out and so far the only uh member of the crew that's been announced for the vintage collection is hunter um while the entire team has been available for quite some time with the black series i can can you guys discuss some of the factors that go into determining which characters get selected for which scale and kind of like you know why sometimes characters are left out of one scale and included in another
4: yeah Um, So this question has come up a lot in general, and I think for us, it's, you know, and I don't want this to be a bad word, but, like, we are constantly balancing what we hear from the community and what we hear, um, you know, as demands. Like, there are requests for certain characters in Vintage that we don't get in Black series. We don't always get, you know, requests to go back and make original figures, or some more, you know, obscure, cool alien or things along those lines. So we, we definitely have to keep both of those in mind and try to balance like the coolest characters we can out there. So the fan community and when they have these polls and when they have like these brackets and things along those lines absolutely help us and help us determine like, you know, how to how to balance which characters to make um, for both scales. Thank you. Um, thank you. All right, moving on, James, Geekstronomy.
5: Thanks very much. Um,
4: Sorry. We appreciate you. Sorry, I said Geekstronomy. Sorry, James Burns. Um, you're next. <laughs> There's two James in here. This is like calling on Chris. It's always a risky uh, risky thing to do.
1: <laughs> so which James are we talking to?
4: I said Geekstronomy, but if he's not here, is he here?
1: Uh looks like he's not, so we can go to our other okay. to, to James Burns.
5: Okay, James Burns. <laughs> okay. So um, we appreciate that Boba Fett is a very popular character, but why so many different repaints over such a sh- short period of time, and why only at specific retailers, making them very difficult for fans all over the world to obtain?
4: Yeah, so Boba Fett, like you said, is a really popular character. Um, And we did, like, a theme because there were so many characters, um, variations of Boba that we didn't get to do in the past. As we know, we didn't just want to re-release a Boba. We wanted to do cool versions of him, which we thought the comics were a great way to tap into some of that history and some of that um, opportunity. And so we did that with Target um, because we haven't had them in the past. Um, And in terms of, like... You know, the retailer, the specific retailer, we love our partnerships with our retailer. We're continuously working with them to make sure that fans are can get the figures that they want and have proper availability. Um, So if there's any issues, like definitely raise to us and let us know. Um, But we're constantly working through with them to make sure that you guys can get the figures that are so highly demanded. Cool. All right, Rebel Scum, Bobby.
6: Good morning and hello there, fellow Star Wars fans. All right, Uh, this is going to kind of piggyback off of the first question a little bit. Um, Is there a difference in the process when you have a Black Series figure that when you release in the Vintage Collection? So uh, releasing similar characters in both lines. Um, Is that something you can easily just scale down in modeling software or do you have more design work when you're going from a character you've released in Black Series, for example, we'll just use Hunter as an example, since that was the one that was previously brought up, to releasing him in the Vintage Collection? Do you all just shrink him down, or is there just a lot more tooling involved? Do you just start back over from the ground up?
1: Uh, it it's When we have the advantage of having done him in a different scale, we do start with shrinking him down but it's not that's not the end of it by any means it's it's still a full sculpt development cycle for him because you still have to go back in and all the joints in tvc are different than they are in black series and you have to check wall thicknesses of parts to make sure things aren't getting too sharp or too thin so and and all the little concerns even stuff about i mean we've talked briefly in the past about how wall thicknesses and thicknesses of plastic parts like it shrinks differently so you have to take all that sort of stuff into consideration when you're when you're doing the sculpt for those different sizes so it while yes we do we do get what seems like a shortcut to a tvc version of a black series figure it's more about getting really good reference to start with than it is about getting a free sculpt Mm. Because we're, we are having to go back in and rebuild all that.
4: It's a great question, though. Um, and it's always fun to like talk about the differences between the two scales. Um, all right. Moving on, Dan, Star Wars Collector.
7: Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Now that Black Series Plastic Free Packaging has been showing up by retailers, a lot of our readers have voiced issues and concerns. First up, some people are getting scammed at local retailers because uh, someone has purchased a new figure and stole or swapped it out with something else, and then returned it back to the store, and then the readers end up buying that figure, and they have no idea what's inside the box until they get home. Or if they don't even open the packaging, they're stuck with whatever's inside of it. Because um, because of this issue, some uh, Black Series collectors are swearing off saying they're not going to buy the product anymore. Do you guys have any concerns about that? Is, Is there any chance of you guys changing back to clear windows?
4: Yeah. I mean, first off, like, thank you for you know sharing the feedback from the community and things like that. So, you know, we always appreciate hearing that um, for sure. And I think first and foremost, if there are issues from the community, like swapped heads or things along those lines, like please reach out to our customer care team. That's what we're here for. We track it. We try to fix it. We do our best to their customer care. Like we do our best to to try to be um, as helpful as possible. So if there's any instance of that, please do reach out to us. Um, we definitely want to hear and appreciate that feedback. So that's for one. Um, and, you know, in terms of like the the new packaging, it's something that we were, we've heard, it's a balance we've heard on both sides in terms of like the post-out renders on the front of packaging being really cool. But we'll always and constantly, as we do in Hasbro with everything that we do, just always keep an eye out and listen, listen to um, just listen to the community. And overall, I think, you know, we'll, we'll continue to uh, keep an eye out.
0: Yeah.
1: And fan, fan feedback and stuff from your guys' sites, like that's critical to that. So keep it up and, and we're, we're listening. Yeah.
4: But reach out to customer care for sure. If there's any issues like that, like we definitely want to hear. Thank you. All right. Steve, the force guide. I think he, yes. Welcome.
8: Yes, thank you. And In the reveal video for the ATST and Chewbacca set, you mentioned that you've tightened some of the joints in the ATST to fix some of the looseness issues, and that it should now stand nice and firm. Uh, that's great. Can you give some more detail on what exactly did you fix? Uh, did you change any of the tooling, change materials in the knee, or did you just tighten the screws?
1: Uh, we did, we adjusted some of the tooling and adjusted some of the material, uh, stiffness a little bit. Uh, so yeah, it does, it does stand, it does stand much better. Um, and the joints are much tighter. It was, I mentioned this in a previous session where for me, the, the, the Raider version of the ATST when I got it out, it was, it it was frustrating to, to try and pose and stand this version is it's still an ATSD. It still has a lot of joints in those legs. So it's always going to be a little finicky to get him in just the right pose for what you want, but it will hold, it will hold poses much better. Now. Um, the, the joints are noticeably stiffer. And for me was, was one of the big reasons to go back in and address that and do that, that toy again. Fantastic, thank you. Yep.
4: Oh, cool. all right. Back up to the front, Eric Ventures and Collecting.
3: All right. Um, so when it comes to uh, pricing, you know everything in the world is is getting more expensive. But uh, you know with action figures, uh, especially you know with Star Wars action figures, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride, with sometimes three or four different <clears throat> single carded releases, uh, you know in the same scale available at retail at three or four different prices uh will collectors see this kind of even out in 2023 or are these kind of varying prices based on retailer kind of the new normal
4: um yeah i mean i guess first and foremost we at, at hasbro do plan and strategize pricing based on groupings as much as possible and standardizing the offering like all our main line is you know one price for example for vintage and black series and things along those lines so um We'll continue to work on that as much as possible. do want to just like quickly flag the ultimate pricing of a figure for an exclusive, especially is at the discretion of the retailer. Um, We've seen that come up a few times in the past as well. It's something that we can't and won't control. Um, So it's something that we'll continue to work with on our side to make sure that we strategize and have a standardized pricing on our side as much as possible. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. And I think is still not here, right? So
0: no, he's here.
4: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, um, I, James does not want to work on my computer this morning, so. You
4: know what? I've been there. Um, welcome, <laughs> welcome, James from Geekstronomy. Do you want to ask your question?
0: Sure. Um, I'm kind of curious. You know, with the the limited vehicles that are out there, what is the chance we're going to see an A-wing fighter for the Black Series?
1: Um, well, the normal response I would give you here is we have nothing to announce. We don't have anything to say. But right. I can tell you we <laughs> I don't see any way that we will be doing an A-Wing in Black Series. Um, it would be so big and so expensive and it. the vehicle stuff in Black Series doesn't seem to work quite as well as it does in TVC, just straight up. Um, the stuff we've done has been amazing. Uh, the The team that, that Snowspeeder was... I love that thing. It's one of my favorites. But I, I just don't think it's realistically what Black Series has... It hasn't performed as well in Black Series as it does in TVC. And I think it's unlikely that we would do an A-Wing in in Black Series. Okay,
6: but- It's a shame.
0: I was really kind of hoping for
4: (laughs) the generic response. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I think it's something that like, if, if there was a huge demand for anything across the board, across any scale, we always do want to hear about it though, because things always shift and adjust and new entertainment comes out and you never know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to be clear. Like, we would never take it off the table as something to do, but I, I want to make sure we're being straight with you guys and setting expectations. I don't, I don't think it likely, but Hey, like Jing said, if it shows up in a new show and is the hottest thing, you never
5: know. Thank you. Um, great.
4: Thank you. Um, Jedi news, James. Bryan.
5: Thank you. Um, the last two has lab Star Wars projects, unfortunately failed. Whereas the previous two Star Wars projects succeeded, the last two were Black Series. The first two were Vintage Collection. Maybe there's a pattern there. I'm not sure. Um, what's What's the plan with the platform going forward? Um, and are we likely to see another um, Star Wars HasLab soon?
4: All right, back to our <laughs> generic responses. We Haslab in general is a great platform for us, and it's something that we're not going to shy away from. Um, nothing to share at this point. Just know that it is on our radar, and hopefully, you know, we get to we get to talk about it at some point soon. And
1: now, a word from our sponsors.
3: This segment is brought to you by our friends at Chubzy Wubsy Toys, a traditional mom-and-pop toy store in Little Falls, New Jersey. Chubsy Wubsy Toys brings you the best new toys from the brands you love without the hassle of pounding the pavement, searching for them at larger retail stores. Visit them in person at 106 Main Street in Little Falls, New Jersey or online at chubbsywubbsy.com. That's C-H-U-B-Z-Z-Y-W-U-B-Z-Z-Y.com and tell them Adventures in Collecting sent you.
1: Pop into a new career with CGC, the world leader in pop culture collectibles grading. CGC is seeking world-class Funko Pop experts to lead a new division dedicated to authenticating and grading collectible toys. This is an incredible opportunity to help build a new grading service in a hot collectibles category. Think you can play the part? Apply today at cgcgrading.com forward slash careers. That's cgcgrading.com forward slash careers.
0: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss, and if your identity is stolen, your dedicated US-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. So Eric, I ran to the
2: store today and I was doing that power walking thing to the toy aisle. The guy next to me was too. And guess what happened?
3: You were both headed for the same figure, weren't you?
2: Yep, but I got there first.
3: Now that's a close shave.
2: You know what else is? A nice trim thanks to this show's sponsor, Manscaped.
3: Dang right, Dave. And that's the kind of close shave I can get behind, and you all should too. I just used the Mower 4.0 with its cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave.
2: And if you thought that was good, you can take your grooming game even further. You can take it to the next level. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer.
3: And don't forget about their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. They'll change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, guys. Your balls will thank you.
2: Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code AIC at manscaped.com. If my math is correct,
3: that's about 14 million balls. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with code A-I-C. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.
6: And now back to the show.
4: Okay. All right. Thank you. Rebel scum Bobby.
6: So uh, just picking back. Piggybacking off of James Air. Can't wait for you guys to announce the Haslab Ghosts along with everybody else. Um, all right, so <laughs> release dates. <stage. laughs> release dates, a little bit of change of subject here. Uh Marvel uh sometimes can get their figures out for movies rather quickly, it seems. Um, They're Disney. Star Wars is Disney. Now, we know they're both under different studios, of course, though, because we've got Marvel Studios and we've got Lucasfilm. And even though they're all under the same family and they both work with Hasbro, it, it, it seems that Marvel gets stuff out a little bit quicker when it comes to, okay, here's this exciting character. We love them. Here's a full wave from this movie. But with Star Wars, you know, we get two or three characters maybe we get the main character a month or so after the show or movie airs and maybe we get a few more characters here and there after that so where where do we see that kind of delay gap in between the two is there just different people at disney working with these different teams at hasbro or is it just like okay the disney guy Not Disney guy. The Marvel guy is just like way quicker at, okay, here's these characters you guys start working on right now, and then eventually whenever the guys at Lucasfilm decide to give you guys characters to work on, that's when y'all are able to do them
4: yeah i mean i can't speak to to the items that i don't work on for one um so i, I can actually i can only speak to the first star wars for lucasfilm for us you know we definitely strive to get product out as much as possible um and it is different like entertainment by entertainment like producer by, by producer movie by show like it's it there's so many factors that go into it And we have such trusted partners on Lucasfilm that we work so closely with and are on tons of meetings in a given week. So it's it's definitely an open communication in general. Um, You know, part of it is always supply chain as we flex out and stabilize in the new environment. Hopefully we'll get better and better and closer and closer. And part of it is just working closely with with, um, our great partners and understanding when it makes sense for certain items to come out. So, you know, that's. Our goal, though, at the end is if we can do it, we will get it as close to show, movie, entertainment, whatever it is, as as much as possible, because that is the ideal in everyone's eyes.
6: That that said, I I have noticed there has been a bit more quickness in that turnaround, at least in the past year, because with Obi One, we definitely got figures a lot quicker than we had previously and in some cases with and or as well so it is not a notice that it has the gap has decreased in terms of media to toy shelves
1: yeah well and Thank some you. of some of that's about how the shows are produced i mean some because production timelines now to actually make a show you can make a show quicker than we can make toys for it so it, it's tough to have toys out on shelf when we both start at the same time and we do that. Like we start working with with Lucasfilm, we start at the same time and we can't catch them. They're so fast now. Mm-hmm. So but shows that are produced more traditionally, which Andor and Obi-Wan both were produced more traditionally, there's a longer lead time. So those sort of things can happen.
4: Nice. Um, but thank you for noticing, Bobby. That is our goal. <laughs> <laughs> so we appreciate that. We Appreciate that little comment. Um, all right, Dan, Star Wars collector.
7: Um, in regards to the vintage collection uh, ATST with Chewbacca said, we've seen this uh, ATST three or four times previously at a much lower price. I understand that you went back and fixed the vehicle joints, uh, which allows it to stand better. But why not give us a new carded Chewbacca figure, or maybe a new Ewok? A lot of people are finding the eighty nine ninety nine price point a bit hard to swallow.
1: Well, the 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 adjustments to that to help it didn't didn't hurt the price at all. On that, that was all stuff just to tune and improve the joints and make it a a more pleasurable experience to work with that toy. Um, the The decision to go with a non-carded Chewbacca in that set was was straight up just to help manage the cost of that thing. I mean, putting a figure on a card. While it's cool, it adds cost and trying to be sensitive to to the ever-increasing cost of, of toys and product in general. I mean, we all know how much a 12-pack a of eggs costs now versus yeah. what it cost two years ago. I mean, it's it's insane. And the fact that we've been able to, to mitigate as much of that inflation as we have – is huge props to the team that that works on that stuff but anything we can do like that and leaving chewbacca off a card um that's a decision that's it's more than just that but that's an added benefit of keeping him off the card is is helping to mitigate costs a little bit because that it's important like i mean we we know and are sensitive to how much things cost it's a it's a big beat. We're constantly trying to get costs down on things, figures, vehicles, all of that. So, it's sometimes we can do more than others.
4: Thank you. Yeah. And when we want Chewbacca standing on top of the ATST, <laughs> replicate that scene as much as possible. Yeah. Um, all and right.
1: hopefully, at some point in the future, we'll we'll do a fun new Chewbacca and have him on a card back and do all sorts of great stuff. So.
4: Thank you. Um, thank you.
8: All right, Steve, the Force Guide. Speaking of costs, uh, lately a lot of pre-orders have been shipping many months before their originally scheduled dates. While some may prefer that to a lengthy delays we experienced earlier in the pandemic, these surprise releases can make it difficult for fans to properly budget when a mountain of pre-orders show up all at once, and they may end up canceling the orders. We know the world is slowly returning to normal, and it's nice to see fewer delays. Is there any way Hasbro can be more transparent about the projected shipping dates to give fans a better idea of what to expect so they can budget accordingly?
4: Yeah, so I guess like we kind of touched upon this, but hopefully we are getting to a new normal, um, knock on wood, and things are stabilizing a little bit more, so the upfront communication in general should ideally be better and better moving forward. Um, we are adjusting just like everyone else for the last couple of years. It definitely threw us for a loop, um, when it went from, you know, one extreme and we're slowly trying to stabilize that. So, you know, we certainly can understand and appreciate like the fan side of things and as much as we can, and as close as we can, when we do the pre-orders, we will try to be as clear, um, and if there are massive updates that we are somehow able to share, we definitely have you know, our PR team to share that as well. So um no, appreciate appreciate the feedback. But hopefully, you know, like you said, it's it's going the other way, and we'll stabilize and knock on wood. Uh, we'll be we'll be in a better place. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Back up to the front, Eric.
3: So th- this question is actually for Chris. I'm I'm glad, I'm glad you were, uh, you were on the call today. So this comes from one of our, our listeners at uh, DAT figures on Instagram. So okay. so far, the retro line has been a huge hit, you know, kind of recapturing that the classic vibe of those late 70s, early 80s uh, you know counteraction figures. Yeah. But for those of us that are a little bit older, you know, a lot of us were, were introduced to uh, a really, really muscular set of Star Wars figures <laughs> in the 90s with the relaunch of Power of the Force. So what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on, you know, as, as that original or that relaunched line um, gets older and, you know, becomes more retro? Uh, what are your thoughts on, on maybe doing a, a 90s uh, inspired retro line? I could really, I mean, I could, I could totally be down for like a really buff Mando. That would be, that would be sweet.
1: (laughs) That would be, that would be an amazing experiment. Um, And I know the figures well, I have a set of the original release of those figures hanging on my wall at home. Um, They are unique and beautiful in their own way, but they are not, they are not (laughs) seventies retro. Um, It's we have said before, nothing's off the table. Um, that's certainly a fun part of Star Wars history for us. Um, w- there are no plans currently to do that, um, but I like your thinking. <laughs> uh, it it would certainly be a a unique way to go. So, I'm um, I'll keep it in my head. <laughs> it, it will rattle around in here and haunt me at night in ways that I wish it wouldn't. But. <laughs>
4: buff Mando, now you've yeah. done it. Yeah, Buff
1: Buff Mando <laughs> buff. and Buff Grogu. I
4: mean Grogu yes. has to be, you know. Okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I just I just ruined James's death oh, Well, I didn't. So I'd like to preface that was not my question. That came from one of our followers. I'm just doing my due diligence. Brief <laughs> cargo with his
1: shirt open and like, yeah.
3: No, no, let's
4: move on. Yes. Let's move on. <laughs> yes. Let's move on. Um <laughs> James
0: Hamilton. Hi. Okay, so uh this actually comes from one of our Instagram followers, Dom Tober. He wants to know if the figure Dirge is ever going to be made in a Black series.
1: Uh Dirge is an awesome Dirge. character. Okay. Uh there are no plans currently to make Dirge in Black Series. Or in TVC, scene. Um, but he is, he is certainly a cool character. Um, and we are always looking for cool characters to do. So is he on the list? Yes. Are there plans right now? No. All
5: right. James Burns. Okay, so um, the Retro Collection 2 packs of Bounty Hunters uh, have been very, very well received at Amazon. They've done incredibly well would you consider doing other two packs? So for example, I know you just talked about the buff figures from the nineties, but you could go back for example and do, you know, Darth Maul and characters like that in, in a, in a retro style that, that would, um, that promotes the prequels because a lot of people come into the hobby these days are from, from the prequels from 25 years ago. Hmm. So doing retro figures like that, but I, the point of the question, though, was more two-packs like you've done with Amazon because they've done really well.
1: Yeah. No, they have done well. They're they're a fun way to do more retro figures. And you will not find anyone here more so than me who wants to do more retro figures. So any way, any way I can make that happen, I'm going to push for. And two-packs are a great way to
4: do that. Right. I'm glad that you
6: like it fans <laughs> like it um bobby rebels Scum. let's shift gears a little bit over back to replica james kind of touched on this a little bit uh when he talked about the Haslabs and uh that we had one, one of which was the Reva saber um black series rep- replicas Have there ever been other items considered other than helmets and lightsabers, such as blasters, um, thermal detonators or whatever, or small droids like training remotes and so on?
1: Uh, Yes, we're constantly looking at other things to do. Um, Straight up blasters, unlikely you will see those happen. Um, There are a whole set of problems around blasters that I think we don't need to talk about, but... And if if we were to do a blaster th- thing, it would probably be Nerf and a, a fun way to go there. Um, we've done that in the past; they've been mm-hmm. successful and and very cool. Uh, as far as black series, probably not on those. Um, but other stuff, yeah, like it. It's certainly a a space to do and find other other expressions of. Uh, and I'm assuming you're talking premium role play sort of things yes. in there. Um, but yeah, I think there's, there's lots of other stuff in star Wars that isn't a lightsaber and isn't a helmet. So yeah, we're, yeah. we're looking constantly at, at ways to expand into that stuff.
6: Yeah. Maybe even like, Oh, good. No, go ahead. Well, what
4: were I, you was gonna
6: say? Say, I was going to say maybe even like, as it might sound silly, but I, I'm totally serious about this. Maybe even like, um, a Star Wars tool set, like how tech has his tool belt in the bad batch. I, I mean,
1: <laughs> you want, us to, you want us to make a Hydra spanner?
6: Yeah. A hydro spanner <laughs> would be so cool.
4: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So we, we have a lot of creative folks, obviously uh, on the Hasbro side and innovation is a big piece of it, but I love ideas like that. Like that's actually kind of, kind of cool. Um, so keep them coming. Thank you. All right, Dan from
7: Star Wars um, do you guys know what's going on with Walmart and their Star Wars exclusives? They've been taking pre-orders for them like months in advance. Then when the release dates roll around, they're sending out massive amounts of cancellation emails to customers saying, sorry, we have not we had to cancel it because the manufacturer doesn't have the product for us to send to you or for them to send to us to send to you. This has happened multiple times in 2022. And these exclusives rarely show up at local retail stores as well. And the uh, last part of the question was we know that you guys uh, offered some of the Walmart exclusives to some fan channels to sell, like Entertainment, Earth, and etc. cetera. Is there any possibility to let all of Walmart's exclusives go to fan channels? Because um, the customers are rece- aren't are receiving the product from Walmart. And when they do, they're mostly damaged because they're not packing them well and they're sending them the envelopes and everything else. And it's a. Uh, great change of pace when we're receiving them from entertainment earth mint and box because they're actually taking care of shipping them and stuff
4: yeah i mean you know entertainment earth they do a great job um i guess first off so sorry for the frustration and from the community for the frustration like obviously we can understand how um how that isn't the ideal situation um we know that Walmart understands how important collectors are, like these figures are to collectors. And we are constantly talking and working with them in terms of uh, getting, you know, making sure there's limited cancellations. Our understanding was that it was very limited, but there were some cancellations and hopefully they'll try to limit them even more going forward. Um, And we're we're just always working closely with their retailer. And, you know, on the other flip side, like just to show how much they do understand, they have shared with us, um as well that they're looking into steps to protect the packaging more starting later in 2023. Um so it's something that is is great news to have. Um yeah, so starting more towards like the middle of 2023, but they're making the steps and we're having those conversations and it's absolutely great to to understand from both sides how how um how that's going to how that's going to impact the community, collector community in the future. Cause we know how important those packages are. And so do they.
7: As far as the offering of the other fan channels, do you guys just pick and choose? Or yes.
4: So yeah. I will say, and sorry for missing that part of your oh, question. No. I will. Yeah. So I would say um, we give retailer exclusives, their exclusives. And if they choose to share it, then that is at their discretion to share it. So it's not, it's it's not up to us to share it to, to more broadly than that. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Um, Steve, the force guide.
8: Recent all new vintage collection figures have barbell hips that offer a great range of motion and really elevate the posing experience. Of course they also make older figures inferior by comparison, even otherwise great figures that have, just got rocker ankles, such as the Dendyshirin and the Stormtrooper. Uh, how easy or difficult is it to add the style of hips to existing figures so that more of them can meet this new modern articulation standard?
1: Um, well, it's it's something we've looked to do as, as we do new figures, but um, I hesitate to say that it is a standard because that's a that's. Those are dangerous words to throw around in TVC because it's such an expansive line to say that there's a standard for TVC. Um, if we were to say, okay, this is the standard, that kind of implies that we're gonna go back and and recreate every figure that we've done in TVC to bring it up to that standard. And and that's not something that's likely to happen. Um, as, as we get a chance to give figures that kind of articulation and and agreed, like it's it's great. So, we want to put that in there, but it's not realistic to go back and and right. add that to every figure um, where we can we will we will make that adjustment, update those figures, but it's likely to be part of a a more substantial update to a figure because it does it does take tooling to do that i mean it's it's i would say at least three tools, three sets of steel molds to do that for any one figure. Because you've you've got to do the the pelvis, the barbells, and the hip parts, you've got to do all that at least to make that work. So and we don't want to we don't want to spend that money to update figures that are already cool and take away from doing take away from the budget to do more new figures. So I mean we say balance a lot, it's it's part of how many plates can we spin at the same time? Like that's, that's part of that adventure. So yeah, agreed that like those sort of advancements and, and new additions and innovations in articulation are, are critical to things, but I, and it's, this is just a personal preference. I don't like using the word standard for it because, because of the implication that that, sets a precedent and says this is what we're going to do and i think there are there are smart ways and smart ways to activate on that and to take advantage of that that allow us to do more for everybody Understood. confusing, confusing enough <laughs> no i i get it thank you
4: cool all right so we are out of time um in my quick last minute pivot i did want to quickly plug in the the Indiana Jones live stream that is going live tomorrow. Chris um, will be on that. Obviously he works on Indy as well, as well as Patrick and Eric. So just if you guys are interested and I, I know that there's overlap between Star Wars and Indy please please tune in and see. Yeah, <laughs> please tune in and see that there's some great reveals coming. I, I, I know that there are some great items coming. So um, yeah, hope to see you guys there and, Also, thank you for joining us. I know this takes time out of your day to do so, and we appreciate talking to you and hearing from the community and from your your followers as well. So yeah, thank you, and I'm sure we'll talk to you soon.
3: Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both on our show notes.
2: Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Voidware
1: prohibited some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours.
0: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.